This is the Katie's Tech Podcast, episode 12, recorded June 17th, 2014. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is the Katie's Tech Podcast. This is the show where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology-related, that catch my eye. They may not be the top news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. The first story I saw today was an article on the New Jersey Assembly approving a bill to allow Tesla to sell directly to customers. And what's happened is, in New Jersey, they have a law that prevents manufacturers of cars from selling them directly to customers without a dealership third party. So, basically, you have to have a middleman to go between the manufacturer of the car and the person who's and the customer. You can't just have the customer go straight to the manufacturer. So, if you have a Ford dealership or a Chevy dealership or any other car manufacturer dealership, that's the third party that's going between the customer and the manufacturer of the car, which would be the Ford plant. Actually, the company itself. Usually, those the dealerships actually always the dealerships are, are franchised or owned by a local or a, a separate business entity from the manufacturer. But that's not how Tesla set up their business model. The business model for Tesla is that they actually run their own dealerships and sell directly to the customers. But that's ran into several snags in some states that don't allow that. So it's nice to see the New Jersey Assembly actually, or the, New, the state of New Jersey and the Assembly who makes the decisions, making progress towards changing that fact. Second news story I saw was that Parallels Access 2.0 is now available for iOS and Android. So iPhone, iPad, and any Android device users now have access to the Parallels Access 2.0 software. Parallels is made by VMware, and it's their remote control software. So there's several different options that, that users can use, but this one is actually ran by VMware. The application itself is free, but it requires a subscription in addition to have, well, let me back up, you have to have the client on your iPad and on your device, your computer or whatever, but you still have to have the service to be able to use it. But it does let you launch apps. It allows you to interact with the desktop a little more mobile friendly. But again, it requires a $20 a year license, which allows access to up to five remote desktops. They are offering a one-week, excuse me, a two-week free trial if you're interested in checking it out. But um, in my opinion, there's a lot of other free remote control, remote desktop software out there. I'm a big fan of um, TeamViewer, but there's I think LogMeIn still has a free option. There, there's just other alternatives that, that you may want to look at before you spend. Not that twenty dollars a month is a whole lot, but still, I, I don't think they offer unless they have a specific feature that you need. I don't know that they offer anything that you can't get elsewhere. One of the biggest news stories of the day, technology related, is Facebook has released their Slingshot app. Rumors of the Slingshot app began to circulate in May, and the actual app was accidentally leaked last week before being pulled. But it's official, it's out, you can actually play with it. Slingshot is Facebook's Snapchat competitor, and what they're doing is is that you have a uh, the ability to send pictures to a single person or a group of people at the same time 
and that image is only available to be viewed for a certain period of time after which it's, it disappears now it, it disappears from the view of those people there's no guarantee that it's disappearing from fa Facebook servers and I think that's one place where Snapchat got a lot of people in trouble is they were expecting these they were under the impression that these images just disappeared and, and could never be pulled back so people were spending, sending images that they may not send if they knew there was going to be a public record of it. But you need to keep in mind that anything on the internet is on the internet. It, once it's released, it's always out there. There's a copy of it somewhere, and you should be aware of that. So, similar to Snapchat, Facebook's Slingshot app allows users to send messages that eventually self-destruct. The developer team at Facebook has added a new twist, though. And this is what they're trying to do to separate it from the Snapchat clones is that you have to respond before you can see the image. So if you receive a message from somebody on Slingshot, you don't actually see the image right away. You have to respond in kind. You have to send your own reply before that image becomes visible. So that's their way of trying to involve both sides in the conversation. Now, it does have some additional features. You can mark up the image before you send it. So you take a picture, you can actually draw on it, annotate it, be a little more interactive with the image before you actually send it. But honestly, again, I'm, I'm not sure that they're going to get the Snapchat generation, the people who are really into Snapchat, to transition over to it and let, just for that feature. I think they'll see the, the fact that they have to reply as a hindrance, not a feature or benefit. So I'm just not sure how popular that'll actually be. Smaller news story that I saw that, but still kind of interesting is the fact that Garmin has released a navigation app. And they had one out before, it may still be available, but it was pretty pricey. So this new app that they've released is now only $2. So you get a functional GPS, some, some pretty nice Garmin features if you're a fan of Garmin GPSs. And there are additional features, but they'll cost you more money. So basically, you pay $2 for the app, and then if there's any additional in-app features you want, you buy them in-app. So it can end up costing you more depending on what features you want, but if you don't want a lot of features, you just want the basic Garmin maps, then it's only going to cost you $2. For Garmin software, in my opinion, that's a, that's a pretty good price. I mean, their, their GPS units sell for hundred dollars or so and they're, they're pretty popular they're really user-friendly and work really well their maps are really kept up to date which is a problem a lot of people have with Apple's mapping software but again there's just alternatives out there that I, I don't see that where even two dollars is worth spending Google Maps the actual just straight-up Google Maps app has really great maps and really good features they've, they've done really well in keeping it updated it has the, the shows you the which lane to get in when you turn now. It's, it's got a lot of the more modern features that people look for in their GPS for no charge. Now, it, it, you do have to do some work if you want to do offline map, you know, offline maps. If you don't have signal, you may have issues. And that's probably where this Garmin app would probably be a little bit more competition. But again, I don't know that a lot of users will actually go through the trouble when there's a free built-in map application with GPS, you know, map application. But, doesn't take any work, it's already built in, it doesn't even cost them $2. Uh, my recommendation is usually the Waze app, that's W-A-Y-Z, I think it's an W-A-Y-Z-E app, and 
they were actually bought by Google, but Google's kept it separate. I think they've actually tied some of the maps to Google Maps, but the benefit to Waze is if you live in an area where there's a lot of other Waze users, they can add updates to it, so if they see a traffic stop or a slow traffic congestion or police stop, anything that could cause a, a delay in the traffic pattern, wrecks, what have you, the users can mark that on the map and all the other Waze users are notified. So it kind of adds a social interaction update-wise to the maps. You don't have to interact with anybody else if you don't want to, but you know, the more people who interact and, and post updates, the more it benefits the entire group of users who are using the app. So I kind of like that one. It's, it's a neat alternative. Although, honestly, most of the time I just use Google Maps. The name of that Garmin app, by the way, is Viago. And the big news story of the week, even though it's not really even news yet, is the big announcement that's expected tomorrow, or will be made tomorrow, by Amazon. What is expected is that it will be their big phone announcement. Right now, nobody really knows, but there's been enough rumors that it's, it's pretty much a sure bet that Amazon will be coming out with their Amazon, probably Kindle, but definitely Amazon-branded phone. The big rumor of the day that was leaked was that it's going to be supposedly exclusive to AT&T, at least up front. And that may sound weird to people, especially the people who are Verizon customers, T-Mobile customers, anybody but AT&T, because they're being left out. But if you anybody remembers back to when the original iPhone was released, that's exactly the model that they used. They branded with AT&T, sold only by AT&T. You either bought it directly from Apple or you bought it in the AT&T store. In the same way, this will probably be available, will definitely be available probably from Amazon, but also available in the AT&T stores. And what will happen is a year or so from now, once that exclusivity deal expires, you'll start seeing Verizon and all the other major carriers start carrying the Amazon phone, assuming that's what's actually released. But the internet is all abuzz with Amazon news and, and everybody drooling over the phone that nobody's actually seen yet. Now, I will have to admit that you know, the Amazon system, their prime features with streaming video, they just introduced streaming music, the ability to check out books, they have done a really good job of creating their own ecosystem. And their app ecosystem is actually almost caught up with Apple. So it's getting pretty impressive how Amazon has managed to tie everything together. We'll be watching to see what comes from the announcement tomorrow, and I'm sure I'll have some updates after the news are actually public. Another story that I just heard about is that there has been a credit card breach at the P.F. Chang's restaurant. What's happened is that some of the credit cards, and I say some, it's actually quite a large number, they just don't know exactly how many, credit cards that were used at P.F. Chang's have shown up at underground sites that's where people can actually sell black market lists of credit cards. What they do know is that on the auction site, there is a list of the first, 10, first 100 pages, each containing 50 credit cards, so 5,000 credit cards total, of the compromised cards were listed. The actual number has not been discovered yet, but P.F. Chang's is doing what they can to remedy the situation. And since they have no clue how they, their credit cards were compromised or the credit cards in their database were compromised, 
they've actually gone back to the old school mechanical imprinting method of capturing credit card data. So some of you may not even be old enough to remember, but there's actually a, the old card scanners, and they're not even really scanners in the modern sense of the word, where you would actually take your credit card, lay it in the machine, use a piece of carbon paper, and actually create an imprint, a rubbing of the credit card in the carbon paper, and that was what was kept as the receipt. So, P.F. Chang has had to go old school with their credit card capturing system to prevent the further loss of the credit card data until they can even figure out how they were compromised and how they can remedy the situation. So, another interesting hacking story. Uh, if you've done business at a P.F. Chang's recently, you may want to check out your credit cards, possibly cancel them, get new ones issued. It's a good chance your card number has been compromised. It's a huge number of cards that they found. And uh, if you're a P.F. Chang's customer, this is why you need to be patient. And don't freak out when they start actually swiping your credit card with the mechanical imprinting system. So there you have the tech news stories of the day that I found most interesting. I'll be back next time with more news to share.